0: Brunch culture. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about yeah. pop culture. Literally, yeah. we everything, 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 everything. Everything is up for discussion. And that's what French culture is
1: about, 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 about. It's about a thing. Uh, yeah. Feel yeah. good I the ass. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Co- What's going on, world? You are tuned into episode twenty-nine of Brunch Culture. I'm your host, Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, world? All right, y'all. So you know, at Brunch Culture, we like to kick it off with our weekend review. This week, we'd like to start off with the story of the two NYPD police officers who were unfortunately shot um, and. Just it's really hard. They were shot the, the 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 killer said that it was in revenge of Eric Gardner. And it was just the, the story in itself was really hard. I remember rolling over and looking at my phone and just seeing the headline. Uh somebody had actually texted me. And it was just it was it was really rough. It was really hard to listen to. It's officers, uh Lou and officers Ramos, um Lou was twenty-eight and I'm sorry, thirty-two, and Officer Ramos was forty. And, you know, these guys had families and, 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 you know, they had it was such a senseless act, such a terrible thing that these officers just lost their lives because some ignorant person, selfish person, stupid person thought that it would be a good idea to kill them, um, and quote unquote frame it as revenge for Eric Garner. Um I think that it's something that it's, it makes the movement look bad. It makes people that don't understand the weight of all of the killings of Black men uh, that happened, the weight of it, and understand, like, why people are so enthralled and this movement has been so strong and people have been going so hard for it. It basically gives them a reason to not support it. And I have been saying this before. This is not an act of revenge. This is not something that Eric Garner's family supported. This is not something that protesters holistically supported. Uh, this is really an individual that had a problem that felt like this was something that he should do. I also would like to add that he killed... He shot his girlfriend in Maryland uh, sometime, I want to say a day or two, before he actually shot the two officers in New York. So, that just gives more understanding and realization that this is not this was not an act of revenge. This is someone that literally had a problem, perhaps a mental problem, that felt like he should take two officers, two innocent people's lives. And we've said it here on Brunch Culture before. We don't think that all cops are bad. Nobody deserves to die. And. I just think that, you know, as we mourn for the lost lives of Eric Garner and Mike Brown, we also have to mourn for these two officers that were upstanding, that were doing their jobs, um, and were just senselessly murdered. It it was terrible.
0: Yes. And I, I think this thing is twofold because, you know, a lot of people are saying, trying to use this as a political strategy to say, well... It's the riot. It's the protesters fault. They have incited this kind of violence or anger against police. And I don't, I really don't want that to deflect. I, I really am so hurt that these officers were killed, but at the same time, I don't want that to deflect from the movement that's going on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I think that, you know, media, and I was pretty upset. I was pretty upset with a lot of mainstream media outlets that kept saying that the protest and the protesting are basically eliciting people to get this angry and this frustrating and pushing them towards this type of violence. And that is not what peaceful protesting does. That's not what protesting does in general. And this guy, if you were to say that the protest gave him pushed him to shoot these officers, then you would be completely negating the fact that he shot his girlfriend just some days, a couple days before this actually happened. Uh, so, did the, the protesters cause him to shoot his girlfriend? His girlfriend w- wasn't a police officer. I think we have to look at it holistically and realize that no one is calling for an execution of of police officers. No one's calling for that at all. No one's even calling for any type of uh, mal intent or malicious activity to be done against the police officers. What protesters are protesting for is a change in laws, a recognition of there being issues within certain police departments and within the hearts of some police officers, and facing that. So I definitely agree with you. And we're starting to see that it it is some people, uh, political people, and, and 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 news pundits are. Kind of using that rhetoric, but I think because if you look at the entire story, you have people that are taking that down, so we hopefully shouldn't see that that's a problem for too long.
0: Yes, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, but in other news, we're going to move to something a little lighter. Um, Jay Z and Beyonce have been photographed. Well, I I know B took uh, some photos and put them on Instagram, but they've had a a a great vacation it looks like from the pictures in iceland um they definitely know how to vacation they definitely have the money to take them anywhere yeah Uh, (laughs) and the pictures were pretty cool you saw them you know um with the like not the kind of like i think it's what is it called the snow ski because it's not jet ski it's not water um but i'm not familiar with the terms because I don't do anything in snow playing with it. <laughs> but they looked like they had a good time. The pictures were all over the internet and they looked happy. And yeah. So we celebrate black love.
1: All right. It was, it's crazy though, because again, like most things that happen, you just kind of see it comes out of nowhere. You'll see, I remember I saw the picture of Beyonce well, was the two of them like jumping up in, in, in the air and, um, I want to say it was even Rob Hill that posted it and was like, we know, we don't know the inside of what happens, but we have to, you know, acknowledge that the love that they display or something like that. And I saw it. I'm like, where are people getting these pictures from? And then, you know, of course, it just takes one Google search and it's all over the place. And, you know, for me, I'm just kind of, all right, why are y'all showing? Why why are we looking at pictures of Jay-Z and Beyoncé, like, this does nothing for my life. I don't really care. They were on vacation. I wasn't on vacation. But then when I start to see more pictures, I'm like, man, you know, it does... It inspires you. It makes you say, all right, you can, hey, be married and have a child and still have a good time. And, I mean, of course, you know, their money game is on a place that my money game is not at yet, you know, I'm getting there. But it was... um, I don't know. It was good. It it was was pretty cool to see. I, I was... I feel like in, in two more months, because uh, they went for Jay-Z's birthday. So, like, was it? I think their Blue Ivy's birthday is next month. So, I'm pretty sure we'll have a whole host of new photos to look at uh, for Jay-Z and Beyonce then. But, I mean, you know, it's good.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, shouts out to Jay and B um, for doing it big for Christmas break. But, I mean, they weren't the only people who did it big for Christmas to break. I had a pretty exciting vacation at my grandma's house.
1: My um, grandma's house?
0: That was only 10 minutes from my house. So, <laughs> I want to, you know, talk about my, you know, my extravagant time with family. It wasn't Iceland, but it was still a nice time with family over
1: christmas y'all, y'all had ice did y'all yeah. have a, a we ice we have
0: we yeah had ice. Hey. it was
1: just
0: like
1: it <laughs> said, hey.
0: it's the same thing <laughs> my and mom was free
1: hey come
0: on. yeah see if
1: it's free it's probably for me
0: <laughs> yes so i'm like you know we i, I had ice and it was <laughs> i was on land hey
1: <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> Same thing. So um, today's main topic, we want to just talk about uh, Christmas and how it's the time to reflect and look back because it's almost the end of the year. I can't believe it's almost 2015.
1: Yeah. Was- I, I feel like it was just, I feel like I was just in New York for New Year's, counting from 2013, counting down for the ball to drop for 2014. And here we are a few days away from 2015. This is crazy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, where did it go? But it seems like the older you get, the faster time goes. So. Yeah. So, Randall, what have you learned? I know you had a good Christmas, first Christmas away from your family. What have you learned from 2014?
1: You know, so this was, you mentioned, this is my first Christmas, first time I stayed in uh, the DMV area, didn't go home. I uh, was a little nervous about it at first. Um, at, well, my, I think want to say, you know, my mom if you guys don't know, my mom is, yo, know, my child is coming home. I don't care how old you get, you're going to forever be my baby. You need to get here. Um, and so, you know, took a little, a little time being like, my realistically, it's just not the best situation to do. Like, the best time financially, it's just smart if I just stay here. I'll be home in January anyway, so let's just make it happen. But, um, Being here, being around friends, I went to a Christmas breakfast and then just kind of hung around uh, some of the guys, a couple of my homeboys, and uh, ended up going to another friend's house that evening and got some good Southern cooked food. Um, It gave me some time to just reflect, really, just reflect and and look at this year and some incredible things have happened for me this year. And uh, one of those things, of course, being brunch culture, Uh, Lisa and I, we've we've shared the story with you guys before, but Brunch Culture was birthed out of two just individuals that we had a relationship um, in terms of, hey, if we were home, we hang around the same circles. But we both wanted to have a podcast, and a friend connected us, the two of us. We had the conversation, realized that this this is something that we both could see happening, and, and here it is. Um, and just in a time of reflection, has made me realize how important it is for us to just do it. If you have a passion, if you have uh, an idea or a business idea or anything that you want to do, in the wor- in the wor- world of technology today, in in the world of opportunity and information today. There's very little that limits us from creating our own lane and creating our own path. And I think that that's one of the major things that I've learned uh, this year is that it's okay to just do it. It's okay to just get out there and to take the risk and to learn along the way. Uh, I mentioned this before, but if you listen to episode one of Brunch Culture and you listen to episode 28 or episode 29 of Brunch Culture, you'll see so much growth. Uh, between Lisa and I, between the way how comfortable we are with each other on air, uh, how comfortable we are just getting those topics out there. Um, Even in terms of the things that we have to do for this show, brunch culture is not something that happens overnight or happens easily. It takes sacrifice on both of our parts. It takes us uh, getting a schedule together. It takes us you know, being sound engineers, being uh marketing professionals, being able to create advertisement, being able to network and to talk to people and produce a show. And we it literally takes a lot, but there are things that because we love it, because we wanna do it, you know, we just dive into it and we learn as we go. We use YouTube as a resource, we use Google as a resource, we use our other friends as resources. Um it's just Realizing that, you know, we're so blessed to have so much. We have to use those things as tools and we can create our own lane. And I I, I think that's the reigning thing of 2014, but just this past Christmas of reflecting on where things are for me. I'm just so thankful that I've been able to grasp those concepts this year and to move forward with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I've learned so much throughout this year. Um, it's crazy just the looking at me from 2014, January and the end of 2014 to see the growth just personally, just relationally, um, just being more open to ideas and concepts and thoughts and different variations of perspectives. Right. Um, and two, that's what brunch culture is about to bring a variety of perspectives um, to young professionals because I think we're very inquisitive and we like to hear, um, different people's, um, perspectives. So just to be able to listen, because I think as, as young professionals, critical thinking is something that we pride ourselves on, but not something that we often do a lot. Right. So we, we pride ourselves on being educated, but usually we don't use those critical thinking skills to their maximum capacity. We use them when we want to use them. But I think that just this show and just having other challenging conversations has made me really think a little bit more critically about my thoughts, my ideas, what I believe, what I hope to be truth and challenge those things and make me more conscious of different people's perspectives and how p- different people see things.
1: Right. Right. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because... I think one of the things that um, it's kind of been a reigning theme for me, I haven't been able to talk about it, but I'll just throw it out there. I had the great, amazing opportunity to intern at the White House uh, this semester. And one of the things that we learned from different speakers and different people that we had a chance to interact with, uh, particularly one of those people being uh, Vice President Joe Biden, him saying to us that, When you get here, when you get to D.C., we always think that we know everything. And we think that because of our experience and because of our heart and because of how hard we've worked as individuals to get to this place, we discredit people that don't think like us. We discredit people that don't have the experiences or the level of education that we have. But what we fail to realize is that those people are oftentimes as smart as or even smarter than us in their particular area. It takes both it takes both sides, it takes a democratic point of view and a republican point of view to move the the, the nation forward. Because you don't have my experiences, because you don't have my leg- my level of education, but you have your own experiences. You that doesn't make you less than me. It just makes you different, and those differences is what make our country so beautiful. That's what makes, you know, us being able to come together as young professionals. That's what makes it so beautiful. And I think, you know, speaking to your point of being open and learning a lot from this year for you, it's one of the things that I'm even more, you know, he checked me in that in that conversation. And it's one of the things that I'm even more blessed to know um, and blessed to be mindful of is that I don't know everything, I'll never know everything. There're going to be people that have a background that's completely different from mine, and so I should be open to listen to their point of view, to still be able to argue my perspective, to still be able to, you know, stand firm in my beliefs, but to understand where they they come from. And figure out a way, figure out a way to compromise and to move forward. And I think that that's just so important for us as young professionals. Uh, Is one of the things that they would always tell us. That's an important lesson for us to learn as future leaders, for people that look to lead the country in in whatever capacity, be it media, be it government, be it ministry, you know, be it business, uh, be it art artistically. We are the leaders of tomorrow, the leaders of today, but, you know, the true leaders of tomorrow, of the next generation. When we're in our 40s and 50s, our generation will be running the country. So we want to make sure that we are we're approaching it from a different perspective. We want to make sure that we're open to each other and that we're recognizing that your beliefs may not be my beliefs, but I can't discredit you for that. I have to figure out the value in what you're saying and try to move forward with it. So that's it. It, it truly has been it's been a great year. I know. And a lot even for my a lot of a lot of my friends, professionally, we've done some great things. I've relocated to the DMV, something I've wanted to do since undergrad. Um, I found value and realized why I didn't, you know, why God didn't set me up to move here right after undergrad because realistically I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready financially, mentally, spiritually. I relationally I wasn't ready. Uh, moving here it was a, a a bit of a challenge in itself. Um, had some situations with friends. Had some situations with p- new people that I met with my living arrangements financially it's just a lot of stuff that happened but when i think about it and when i reflect on it 2014 was an incredible incredible year filled with a lot of great things and i think the beauty of it is just me being open um i realize me being open me being able to trust in in my god and trust in what he can do um trust in the fact that i don't know and i won't be in control of everything uh, but con- trusting the abilities that he's already instilled in me, the things that he's, the talents he's already given me, and just moving forward. That is, 2014 has been an incredible, incredible year. And I think it's given me high expectations for 2015, but it's also given me a sense of, this is even more of the foundation that you have. These are these are the, the things and the lessons that you have to go back to. So when things do happen in 2015, you're prepared for them. When things do happen in 2015, you have a foundational base to go back to to say, hey, I stand on this. I stand on these things. This is why I'm moving forward. This is how I can get through this because I've experienced 2014, and 2014 was great. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I have so many takeaways from 2014. I'm mix, mixing up the year right now. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest takeaways for me was um, like just trusting your trusting God and then knowing that his plan is better. Right. And having the ability to restart something. Um, in 2015 and 2014, there we go again. Um, <laughs> I, I decided to give up something that I had invested, I don't know, like seven years in a uh, business and I just decided, you know, this is not for me anymore. And I just kind of just gave it away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just knew that that was the right thing to do. And even though some people were like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I just knew that it wasn't, you know, it was, my time was up with it and I was at peace with doing that. And it's just learning the lesson. Hey, just because you've built something doesn't mean that it's forever. Right. Longevity. And that's one of my quotes for the year. Longevity doesn't equal forever. And sometimes we stay connected to things just for loyalty sake, just for longevity sake. But just because something has a place in, in, in your life for a certain amount of time doesn't mean that it's there for the duration. And so just learning to let go, um, learning to let people go and learning to let people go and grow. And that, you know, seasons change, people change, relationships change, but that doesn't mean that it's over. It just means that it's different. Right. So um, relationally, that's what I learned. And um, business wise, I learned to let go relationally. I learned to change as seasons change. So, yeah, that was my two big takeaways. So, but I'm grateful for brunch culture and never thought that we would be doing this. And it's pretty cool because it's growing every week. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, It's been an incredible year. We got a a message on Facebook from a listener from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, she just was, you know, saying that she supports the show, she likes the show, the our topics and our conversations are always relevant and she is a dedicated listener. We've had a couple people on Twitter, you know, say the same things, point people other people um that they follow them to the show and even on Instagram and and on on one of the posts on Instagram, it was like a long list. I respond to maybe like responded to maybe like 10 people that were just Talking about the show, suggesting the show to other people. So we just want to thank you guys for your support. You know, thank you guys for believing in the movement of brunch culture. Thank you guys for you know listening week after week, uh, giving us your feedback, giving us constructive criticism laughing with us, live tweeting with us when we're live tweeting, um, and just, you know, being a part of this movement. We are truly here. Lisa and I, we developed this idea. We wanted to bring something that was relevant, um, but something that didn't exist already for young professionals. We have a lot of podcasts or a lot of radio shows that are out there for people, um, that are very tailored to particular audiences. But what we want to do is have a space where young professionals can come and listen to great conversations, be a part of a great conversation. Sometimes, it's going to be very uplifting. Sometimes, it's going to be very funny. Sometimes, it's going to be very serious. Sometimes, we're going to be calling people to action. You know, sometimes, we're going to debate about stuff and just not agree with things. And that's simply okay. That's why we always say here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion, because we want this to be about the conversations that young professionals are having. And I think that it's relevant for young professionals. It's relevant for the next generation behind us to be able to come and to listen and to say, whoa, these are the types of things that are relevant to the people before us, so this is what we need to be thinking about. And even the older generations, we we, I've t- we talked here about there being a disconnect between the generation before us and our generation, but brunch culture gives them something to say, hey, they're not just using our platforms, they're using their own platforms, and they're having these Kinds of discussions. If I'm looking to see what the young professionals are thinking, let me get on their social media and use the hashtag #ChatBC to see what they think about this topic. Let's listen to an episode and see, you know, the ideas that Randall Keith and Lisa Victoria are putting out there. And let's also use that in our conversations uh, to to talk about how we can fuse the gap. So. We just really believe in brunch culture, and we thank you guys so much for being a part of it. We look for 2015 being an even greater year. If you guys have suggestions, as we always say, if you want to hear something, if you want something to be uh, discussed, or if you even want to be a part of the, the, uh, the creation of a show or you have a particular topic that you're an expert in that you want to be a part of, hit us up. Let us know. We, wanna, we want to support you. We want to push you and, and 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 put you on a, a place of getting forward and getting to your next level just as well as we're doing it for ourselves. So we thank you guys for that.
0: Yeah. And um, if you have anything that you want to do, we encourage you to just do it.
1: I just know we, it. we
0: encourage planning. We encourage all of the, those things. But sometimes you have to just take action and learn along the way. Every yeah. successful venture I have have had in my life has just been random action and going forward with the dream and it's worked most of the time so you know don't not plan but plan and work at the same time don't over plan to where you don't do anything so we encourage you to just do it so now we're going to move on to our
1: random topic
0: so today's random topic has to do with a couple who stole Christmas decorations a married couple (laughs) Yes. A married couple in Colorado Springs stands accused of stealing Christmas displays from dozens of families. Police say 18-year-old Jeremy and his 42-year-old wife, Carrie, stole displays to decorate their own yard. (laughs) First of all, I want to stop right there because Jeremy is 18 and his wife, Carrie, is 42. Now, I don't know if that was his teacher in high school and they decided to keep it, I just I don't know eighteen forty two I just don't understand what kind of connection they have because that almost grandma. I... Uh,
1: his wife got a groove back. That's what it is. You never seen the movie Stella got a groove back. But that's what she was 18... going for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the police were tipped off by a neighbor who who had his decoration stolen. Then spotted a very familiar looking Christmas display in the suspect's yard. They admitted to stealing about two thousand dollars worth of Christmas. Decorations. Then Carly, the wife, her name is Carrie Carly, says her husband acted alone and she didn't know the decorations were stolen. The These couple faces yes, the couple <laughs> faces felony theft charges. The stolen decorations have been returned to their rightful owners. Now, this is I just first of all the age difference, forty two to eighteen. But you're going to steal from your neighbors like they're not going to see these. <laughs> I just don't understand what the sense is. Maybe he did act alone because that's something stupid an 18-year-old would do. I,
1: I, I would hope that he acted alone, but I honestly would hope, and I'm not an advocate for people being on drugs, but I would hope that they were high. I would hope that there's some logical reason because— I want to say that they were drunk, but they probably wouldn't have been able to execute it. You know, being drunk, they probably would have been stumbling over the place. So I'm hoping that maybe they were like high on something. They had took something, and it just seemed like a great idea in that moment. And so then we can blame the the we can blame the, blame the drugs and not blame them. Cause I just yeah, y'all stealing Christmas gifts, and then we gonna use them at our house.
0: Like we not gonna ride through the neighborhood. <laughs> that Christmas decoration. Oh, I, they ain't gonna see him. <laughs> That's like stealing somebody's TV and putting it on your um on the front yard. <laughs> Talking about they ain't gonna see this. What you they missing it?
1: They probably feel like you know if we take a little bit from here, then take a little bit from this house, then take a little bit from his house. When they see it, it'll be blended in with other stuff, so they won't recognize that it's theirs. But, That's
0: what, but isn't it gonna be obvious because everybody's stuff gone but one person? And then everybody got uh, a melt. Then this house got a melting pot of everything in everybody else's yard.
1: What? Why did we think
0: that was okay? That was not okay. That was stupid. That was, That's really dumb. I'm just, and I, she must, she's obviously unstable because she married this 18 year old boy
1: anyways. Look here. This lady said he is approaching his sexual peak, and she is at her sexual peak. She's trying to get it on. That's all. She's trying to make it happen, and it's legal because they married. She nasty. <laughs> Let's get it on.
0: <laughs> Did you just make a cat noise? What? <laughs> Omg! I can't. I can't. I can't. Somebody come get Randall. Bye, come on. Felicia.
1: Cougars is taking over in 2015. I guess so, but
0: 1842. That was his teacher, I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What you got for us, the quote of the week, Randall?
1: So, this week's quote is We want to send you guys out with a quote that says, It takes 20 years to make an overnight success. And that's by Eddie Cantor. And the idea behind this quote is, as we talk about uh, pursuing your dreams in 2015, as we talk about going forward in 2015 and just, you know, making things happen that just do it, know that those people that you see that have been successful, those seemingly overnight successes, those YouTube stars, those reality stars, those people that seem to have, like, just got it off the whim, it's taken some time to get there. They've had to put in a lot of work to be there. And it just so happened that it caught on, maybe instantly, and they went viral For a moment, but oftentimes those people have been putting in the work trying to establish themselves as comedians, trying to establish themselves, you know, as whatever in whatever area for a while. So just remember that it takes 20 years to make an overnight success. So you have to do the work and put in the work. And that way, when the success comes, you'll be prepared for it.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So that's our quote of the week. Again, we thank you guys for supporting Brunch Culture. This is our last episode of the year of 2014. Follow us on social media on Twitter at brunchculture.com, on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. You can check out all of our websites at www.brunchculturebc.com. Let us know what you guys think, as, as usual. As always, uh, give us your ideas. We love your feedback. We'd love to interact with you. If you just want to hit us up and just to chat on Twitter, we're always there. Um, remember here at Brunch Culture, we're for you. We're for the young professional. We're moving forward. And as always at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.